Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live podcast coming up next Friday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Downtown Cinemas in downtown Las Vegas. We'll be talking about the new Blumhouse horror film, Imaginary. Joining me on the panel, we've got Jimmy Gonzalez, Tom Devlin, and Nick Woods. It's going to be a really fun time. Also, Downtown Cinemas is doing a promotion. You should bring your imaginary friend with you because you'll get a free upgrade on your popcorn to share with your imaginary buddy so come on out it's going to be a great time we're going to get into this movie imaginary talk puzzle pieces have a fun conversation we hope to see you there links and information and how to win tickets in the show notes Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, I've got Mikey VIP, who you heard recently on our live episode on The Blackening. This is his first time on a main Piecing It Together episode, and I'm happy to have him here. We've gone back many, many years back before I uh, started podcasting, so it's great to have him here on the show. And we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, a very fun movie that's out right now in theaters, and uh, you should go check it out if you haven't yet, and we've got a bunch of great puzzle pieces to get into in this conversation. So that's coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget about our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. We actually have a bunch of Piecing It Together episodes on there right now that haven't come out on the main feed yet. And we're about to post two bonus, three actually, bonus episodes of Awesome Movie Year. And I'm about to post a exclusive soundtrack that I scored uh, earlier this year that will be exclusive to the Patreon. So a whole lot of content over there, patreon.com slash by David Rosen. One last thing, there was probably an ad that played at the top of the show, but I'm going to tell you about it here in the actual intro anyway, because it's next week. Our next live episode of piecing it together is coming up we're back at maya cinemas in north las vegas on thursday august 17th at the time this goes up that should be next thursday and uh we are going to be talking about strays a very ridiculous and fun looking talking dog raunchy r-rated comedy uh and it's going to be a blast we've got joining me for that one uh we've got producer and journalist tony gonzalez We've got my mom, Sonny Rosen, and then we've got the Potastic Friends, uh, a whole lot of dog-related people joining me on this episode. Uh, everybody is uh, does a lot of work with dogs and dog organizations, so uh, it's going to be a really fun celebration of dogs. So uh, come check it out. There are tickets available. There's an Enter to Win that goes for the rest of this weekend, if you're listening to this right when the episode goes up. Uh, that's on, of course, PiecingPod.com. And uh, otherwise, tickets will be available. It is Thursday, August 17th, 7 p.m. If you're in Las Vegas, I hope to see you there. 
And with that said, let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, it's time to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Madness. Wait a minute. Turtle power. Mutant Madness, that's not what it's called. Mutant Mayhem, that's what it's called. And joining me is Mikey VIP. Mikey, it's so great to have you on the show, man. What's up, Dave? I am excited to talk about this one. Uh, This is your first time on a proper one-on-one piecing it together episode you were on my live show of the blackening uh but since it's your first time introduce yourself to my listeners i am mikey vip i i've i still don't know how to properly introduce myself i'm a working dj movie enthusiast Mm -hmm. music enthusiast Mm -hmm. a fan of the arts i guess sure but uh like i said i like long walks on the beach Oh, I'm, yeah, a Le- yeah. I'm a Leo. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right now, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of everything uh, Dave's got going on. So just right happy on. to be on the platform. Right on. And, you know, I reached out to you to be on this one because I saw your enthusiasm for this movie coming out. I, I saw you post on Facebook about it, how psyched you were for it. So I take yeah. it along with those things that you're a fan of, that you are a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guy. It was the last of my childhood. Like, I remember those were the last toys I bought. Yeah. Before I grew out of toys. I think me too. I I think I've been the exact same age group there. Like, the same point of view as far as, like, toys are concerned. I just remember Ninja Turtles and then being pushed Power Rangers. And I thought Power Rangers were so lame. Mm -hmm. And the live action was so bad. And (laughs) I just was like... I'm done with cartoons if this is what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. So Ninja Turtles was it, you know, watching the movies in the theater. And, you know, then they went into the third one and, you know, the the, the samurai versions. and Sure. You know, sure. but uh, yeah, that was my, my childhood right there. Right on, right on. Now, with that said, we should talk really quick before we get into puzzle pieces here for this specific movie, but uh, being a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, were you a fan of the comics of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because this movie, I feel like, you know, heavily influenced by the the comic books and comic books in general. I know they, you know, same with like Spider-Verse and stuff, like they're they're seen in these like comic books, like mm. the, the frames that they're showing on. You know, I I see the influence. I didn't grow up on comics. I wasn't yeah. pushed comics. I, I was, I'll date myself. The first and only comic I remember buying is when Superman died. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Doomsday. I remember yeah. buying the, from the gas station, the, the comics that were showing the different versions of Superman, like the, the Man of Steel. And so I never bought comics. I wasn't a big reader. I, I was more of a, audio kind of guy so like if it wasn't a cartoon same with x-men like i loved x-men but i never read the comics like i Mm. just would catch it you know on tv right right i've i've said this before on the show that like for me all the marvel characters they're from marvel versus capcom like that's where they're from for me you know not from comics yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's where i know them all Smiths, I remember playing that on Smiths on Sahara and Maryland growing nice. up. Nice. That, nice. that X-Men. Crazy. <laughs> Those games Shit I remember. Good. Yeah. No, <laughs> sure. All right. Well, you know, with that said, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces. Uh, what do you have for a piece for this one? 
Let's go Spider Verse. Oh you know, yeah, for sure. Good old Miles Morales. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. But uh, more or less the the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like the the way that they showed us on camera. It looks like scenes from a comic strip. Yeah. You know yeah. the the even the freeze frames and the close ups and the the web slinging and you know the colors were vibrant. Yeah, you know, it was really cool visually. I regret I didn't see Ninja Turtles 3D. We intentionally cool. we went to go watch it 3D, and then my girl went and got tickets on Fandango. Yeah, and there was only one showing at three o'clock, and we missed it. Oh, so damn. she thought she was getting 3D, but I regret it. I almost want to go back and check it out again because yeah. I took a nap in the middle, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes it happens to the best yeah. of them yeah yeah for sure but uh yeah spider-verse i don't think you can even have this conversation without talking about spider-verse a little bit because yeah that animation style the way that they like basically bring comic book frames to life i mean you know like yeah like they saying, changed like, it they changed the game yeah. pretty much it made they a, really did. a full-length movie animation that i didn't like turn away from it was yeah. just intense to watch it was really i like man it was it was just entertaining yeah and and that that action it's like super like hectic and chaotic and like that was kind of something i would throw at the spider-verse movies too i mean it's just like all over the place the way that everything's moving constantly and so that kind of reminded me of it too also the hip-hop music both of them have like oh really, yeah you know really hip-hop heavy uh soundtracks this one more and they're both new york 90s. based yeah this one even more so new york based i feel yeah like, like but, i i heard yeah. the you know the hip-hop the boom bap like they didn't stray away from the the hits, you know, the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll go to another puzzle piece. Um, I, I'm going to go, you know, since we're talking about that action a little bit there with the, uh, like the, the chaotic, like hectic action, I'm going with Jackie Chan movies. Like I would specifically go rumble in the Bronx, but like you can go with a lot of different Jackie Chan. And of course, Jackie Chan voicing splinter that also kind of connects it there. Um, yeah, which, that's cool. Uh, I, I think he was so much fun in this movie, but, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the like the fight choreography, though, um, which is weird to say choreography with an animated movie, but I guess it still counts. But, it still, yeah. yeah I would definitely, I wouldn't be surprised just because Seth, you know, is such a fan. Yeah. I bet you there's frame by frame fight scenes from a movie in there. Oh, yeah. I guarantee they, he, he took something from somewhere and paid homage somewhere. Yeah. And we got to find that later. You know what uh, I mean? Like that's a really good point. Yeah, I w I would not be surprised if he did that. Just totally like reanimating a classic Jackie Chan movie. Fight. A Jackie Chan movie for yeah. for sure. He went back and found something. Some fights. It could have been a fight scene from Rush Hour, but he yeah. definitely mimicked or emulated the frame by frame. Like he had to. Have. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like something that they would have done. And uh, I, I think you're absolutely right there. Uh, but yeah, let's go to another piece. Uh, what do you have for another puzzle piece here? So me and my daughter watched a million cartoons and Kung Fu Panda is one of them. <laughs> nice, and nice. Kung Fu Panda, because of the the master and the, the teacher, you know, the master and the, and the, and the students, and you had the primantis and, sure. you know, that, that tags along to my next one. But uh, definitely the the student and the pupil and, and all that type of jazz, but with the different styles 
you know, you had from Mikey, Donnie, Leo, Raph, yeah, yeah. like they all have. And that's why I like this movie too. They finally gave them some individuality, mm. you know, with, with Raph being a bigger guy and he's got the tooth missing and <laughs> Mikey's smaller with the watermelon head. Yeah, and then you yeah. got, you got Leonardo. That's the traditional shape and size of the Ninja Turtle that I remember. Sure. And then and you he's got the Donnie. He's the leader, and yeah. then Donnie's got the glasses, and he's you know he was always the the techie nerd. So sure. it was just cool, and like I'm hoping they come on Fortnite, and oh, you can nice. get all different, all four of them as a package, and they're all different with different attributes, and you know you we're, play we're Fortnite? Fortnite. I do. Me and okay. me and Pepe are in there. All right, maybe you'll have to uh, explain to me what the hell Fortnite is one day. It's just running gun. It's just running gun. They got different, like Futurama was just on there. Now they got some anime series that they're pushing. But yeah. like Spider Verse was on there. You get the web sling and nice. It's fun. It's just shooting nice. running gun, but it's more cartoony and it's less gore like uh yeah, Call yeah. of Duty and stuff like that. I tried to play it once and I uh, I hit a button and my guy like crouched down on the ground and I hit every single fucking button. I couldn't get him to stand back up. He was just, just stuck had to push on the ground. Push that same button one more time. I, I hit it. It didn't it wouldn't it work. It glitches. It glitch. <laughs> I don't Some know. of the games glitch. I don't know what's up. We'll teach game. you. Pepe will show you. I, I will I will say she back thinks to she's Co- better than me. <laughs> nice. She'll probably beat me for sure. But uh She'll one V one you. <laughs> Oh, nice. I will say back to Kung Fu Panda. I would also uh, say, you know, obviously this being uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, um, you know, having that comedic sensibility to a martial arts inspired animated movie, um, you know, kind of connects the two in a way as well. Like you've got like, obviously, you know, really funny people behind the scenes making this thing. And like comedy is like kind of the focus. It's like, first and foremost, this is a comedy versus being like an action movie or anything like that. Definitely. Yeah. I'll go with another piece. Um, Speaking of comedies, uh, this is like just a little mini piece, but I wanted to throw it in there anyway. I'm going with Ace Ventura when nature calls because of the scene where uh, I think it was Tommy Davidson throws the spear uh, or no, Tommy Davidson was the, uh, the, the crazy guy. So someone else throws a spear and uh, Ace Ventura and it sticks in his leg. And that totally Uh reminds me of Michelangelo getting the size stuck in his leg. That's funny. Yeah. The, (laughs) I definitely, it, it could have been uh, when when Peter Griffin hurt his knee too. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's filled yeah, with that stuff was, like that. That was funny. You're, yeah. you're, you're reaching a little bit with Days of Ventura, but I definitely see the comparison. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. That's funny. <laughs> Let's go to another one. I know you said that your last one kind of connects to another thing. Yeah. The, the Five Deadly Venoms. I, I was really, nice. you know, I'm a Wu-Tang fan sure. and I was really into my Shaolin Wu-Tang, sure. you know, the, the series back in the day. I, and, uh, that, that, I don't know that, that movie sticks out because there was different styles and I didn't see like, they don't all have like different styles, but I, I just associate the five deadly venoms with, with the four, Ninja, the four Ninja Turtles and Splinter. Sure. You know, yeah, uh, they had a leader, and they all had different things going on, so I yeah. and the the actual fighting, you know it was it felt 
very traditional, like, like they, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just such a super fan of that whole world. Right. With right. the, with the karate and with the martial arts and then the Ninja Turtles and I don't know, big kid over here. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I love that. And I, I need to like, I haven't watched those movies since high school. I remember I went on like, like a total binge of like every single DVD I could get my hands on, or a lot of them were on VHS actually. The drunken um, master. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's actually one thing I think could have made this movie better. Like when they, uh, were like learning some of their skills by watching like YouTube videos or whatever it was, they should have been watching those movies. That's where they should have learned it from. That would have been cool. That would have yeah. definitely been cool. I wish there was a little more Wu Tang sound effects and sure. Yeah, I wanted the RZA involved some way somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know how the RZA wasn't doing the score for this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know that they have a tie together. I was just watching Funny People the other day, and mm-hmm. you know, RZA on camera with with Seth is funny. Oh yeah, but for uh, sure. yeah, I don't know. I wanted more Wu Tang. I wanted yeah. a Wu Tang reference. I wanted. <laughs> Mikey to wear a Wu-Tang shirt to school. Like there was oh, yeah. something, there was something missing Wu-Tang in there for me, but yeah, I, I will say though, as much as I completely agree with you, um, just to go on a little tangent for a second, uh, the scores by Trent Reznor, uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and oh, okay. the music was freaking killer in this movie. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, they, they really nailed it It's one of my favorite scores that he's done in in a while because i mean he he does so many scores lately but they don't all hit as far as i'm concerned but uh okay. this one this one was uh, freaking awesome and it sounded so good in the movie theater too yeah um, they got me from the from the trailer when they were using uh far side oh hell yeah you know that was just i was like all right they got one i can yep. tell they're gonna they're gonna do this one right same with spider verse yep yeah for Absolutely. sure Absolutely. You know, my birthday was August 3rd. So I was like, August 2nd, this is coming out. And nice. then I called and I was like, we can go see it the first. We go watch a screening. So Hell we yeah. went the first and we just had to enjoy that one. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And happy birthday. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'll go 21. to another puzzle piece. Hell yeah. I'll go to another puzzle piece here. Uh, I am going with. Uh, Morbius, uh, the 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 terrible Jared Leto uh, led superhero movie that uh, became a big laughing stock and a meme uh, last year. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of comparisons that could be made here. I mean, first of all, we've got an origin story where the villain, uh, Ice Cube playing Superfly, also a big standout in this movie. Um, yeah. the villain, the villain's origin story is the same as the hero's origin story, which was a big part of Morbius that the, uh, I think his name is Matt Smith, the actor, but, uh, the, the main villain in Morbius, he was created in exactly the same way Morbius is created and they both kind of have the same goals, except for one goes about it the bad way. And one of them goes about it the good way. So you've got that. You also have the bad guy, speaking of the bad guy, wanting the good guy to be a part of his plan. Like he really is into the idea of the good guys just being a part of what he's doing. And of course, you know, the good guys are not going to do that because there's just so much evil involved in that plan. Uh, So there's really like a lot of comparisons that can be made. You could also talk about Morbius spending most of his time underground in the sewers, uh, having a, uh, a, a mentor that that he deals with. There's a lot of uh, things that reminded me of it and this a lot better than Morbius. (laughs) Yeah. I did not waste my time on Morbius. To me, that was 
I just consider that a pandemic movie. There was something <laughs> they had to feed us while we were starving. Fair enough. And yeah. uh, I don't know. It's crazy now. The, the scenario of so many characters, like they were supposed to be bad guys and they were all mutants. And, you know, it's it, it does draw me into X-Men. It, oh, it sure. draws me in, you know, to, to that world and Avengers. And, you know, some of these people were mutants. So you got yeah. them... St- you got the Magneto type vibe, you know, yeah. and and substitute, you know, the bad girl that had the glasses like like Krang's body did. Mm-hmm. So that threw me off. I was like, is this supposed to be Krang? Because <laughs> the lady just yeah, gave me huh. bad guy vibes with the Krang glasses. That the, Maybe in the sequel she'll morph or something. Turn yeah, into, like yeah. you never know. I mean, they made April O'Neil a black girl, so... They can yeah. make Krang uh, a lady that mutates into her brain, or I don't know. Sky's the yeah. limits. Yeah, there's so many characters that they didn't even touch on, you know, or bring out yet. So yeah, because I mean, what was the what were the the turtle and the oh I forget the characters' names now because it was Bebop and Rocksteady, uh-huh. and then they we're had good a guys turtle. in this. Yeah, so that was. I guess uh, Shredder's going to turn them later. Sure. Yeah, most likely. You know. Which, by the way, did but, you know, uh, did you catch it was Seth Rogen doing the voice on, on Bebop? It, yeah. I recognized I, I looked voice at, right away. I cheated. Yeah. I looked at IMDB before yeah. I went. Yeah. So I was like, I was waiting for that one. And he still changed his voice enough where it wasn't blatant like Ice Cube. Yeah. But even yeah. Ice, Ice Cube, Cube is Ice Cube. <laughs> he killed it. You know, yeah, he, there's some people really that did. you hear the voice and it's like, all right. You know, Kevin Hart snow mm. on Snowball. Like, you can't not know that's Kevin Hart. So. Sure, sure. But, yeah, the, the, the X-Men definitely would be an extra one. Yeah, where, yeah, throw X-Men. You know, I think that's definitely, that fits in this. And you've got, like, such a big team and all the other characters. Like, the X-Men, I mean, I know a lot of people are talking about, like, Marvel kind of having a, a slow moment right now. And obviously, once they redo X-Men, they're going to have, like, so many characters to play with. And... This, they're obviously getting, usually where you talked about earlier about Casey Jones not being in there, which was a bit of a disappointment, but they have so many characters in this thing. Yeah, Rat King, mm-hmm. um, definitely Shredder, Super Shredder, the yeah. Foot Clan in itself. Yeah. You know, the the leader of the Foot Clan or the manager, the 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 bald Asian guy. I remember he was like second in command. I forget, I forget his name. name is. Yeah. And then, and then the origin story that they, I don't know how they're going to connect now with Splinter and Shredder with the Rokosaki. Right, right. You know, how are they going to make them be childhood allies or friends or back in the day people? Like, I don't understand that part. Like, they're obviously going to rewrite some stuff yeah. and make this its own universe. Like yeah. they already did with Bebop and Rocksteady being, you know, good guys. Yeah. You know, they came out as Shredder's secret weapons because they had ooze and he, you know, hooked those guys up. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's weird to remember this. And I I told myself I was going to go back and watch all the, the, the turtle movies and stuff. But they're in my brain. Like, yeah. I don't have to rewatch them. Like, I'm pulling them out as I'm thinking of it. Yeah. yeah. But I love that they had Vanilla Ice for that short yeah, scene just on the radio. Snippet. Yep. Little ninja rap on there. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a bone for us, you oh, know, yeah. as 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 old old fans. Oh but, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Crazy. By the way, real quick, before I go to my next piece, uh, you had mentioned uh, uh, you called Morbius a pandemic movie. Uh, speaking of pandemic <laughs> movies, uh, did you see The Mitchells versus the Machines? That's the last yes. movie. That, that's so good. Yeah. That, this director co-directed The Mitchells versus the Machines. This is his first okay. time directing solo, like like the main director on a film. But uh, Yeah, that yeah, was a Mitchells, great movie. I watched that a couple so times with my daughter. Yeah. That's one of the best animated films I think of the last few years. So I just wanted. Yeah, to... that was good stuff. I've yeah. I mean, we watch a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff nowadays that I don't really jump into, but mm -hmm. that was that's memorable. Yeah, good one for sure. Well, I'll go to another puzzle piece here, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the villain with this one. Uh, I'm going with 1993's Super Mario Brothers, uh, a a movie that is you know, shunned in history as just being so terrible, but I actually think it's kind of fun. It's just so ridiculous and so insane. Um, but one of the things that that movie does is uh, King Koopa, uh, Dennis Hopper. Um, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. his Let's his play big, a little game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His big plan is basically to devolve all the humans into animals. And that's basically what Superfly is trying to do here is to like devolve everybody. And so that was kind of like my main thing when I, when he started like explaining what his big plan was, I was like, this is basically like King Koopa's plan. And so I, it's really mostly the villain's evil super plan is what maybe made me want to connect these two. Um, and also yeah. I don't get to bring up Super Mario Brothers enough on this show. I mean, the new Mario Brothers mm -hmm. cartoon yeah. was amazing. Was I thought it was great. Fun. Yeah. You know, Jack Black murdered it, you know. I I DJ and play Peaches, you know. I got a remix <laughs> for Peaches. <laughs> I did a I did a remix on the fly at a pool party just because it was a bunch of kids, mm -hmm. and I played the Peaches song, and I put the beat to Far Side, um, not Drop, but uh, Passing Me By. Oh boy. I had the beat to that with Peaches, and it was so fresh. I wish I could have. I wish I would have recorded. I got to recreate it, oh, but it was awesome. Yeah, sorry. I, I, we were crazy over the the Mario Brothers movie. We went and saw that, and I just thought they did a good job with that one too. Yeah, yeah. No, that that was that was a lot of fun. It's still crazy that movie made a billion dollars. Like a billion? That, yeah, nobody expected that at all. Like wow, one of the big hits of like post pandemic, like it's it's crazy, but that's uh, good. Yeah, certainly <laughs> wiped uh, my 1993 Super Mario Brothers like away from memory. Uh, I think for Nintendo. John Leguizamo's <laughs> rolling over in his grave. <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah. playing. He's not dead. <laughs> He's not dead, and he rules. He's awesome. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> John Leguizamo's awesome. Hell yeah! Uh, what do you got for another piece here? Um, three ninjas. Three tum tum. Ninjas. Um, amazing it's just the the child part like there was three little kids i consider the ninja turtles as young they're teenagers you know sure yeah um preteens you know one mm -hmm. of them might be a, i mean they're all the same age but you know there was still the little one which i consider mikey the 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 childish one and the bigger brother and the more aggressive you know, Leonardo and I like how they did Leonardo where they really put it on him. Like, dude, you're a brown noser. Like, <laughs> yeah. we know you're the leader, but, uh, let's go have some fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the, the adolescence 
of the three ninjas is what I'm talking about. Plus they had the the grandfather as the teacher, which would be Splinter and mm-hmm. just very resembles all that. And, you know, they, they wore different colors and they, they had somewhat of a mask and, you know, yeah. they were their, their eye masks. So nice. definitely rings a bell on those. I think that's a great one. And it's funny. I don't think three ninjas has ever come up as a puzzle piece on this podcast before. Rocky so. loves Emily. Rocky <laughs> loves Emily. Amazing. I got to read. I haven't watched that, that movie day. in years, but yeah, it's right yeah. there. It's right there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I got don't one give more. Me on, don't give me on Three Ninjas Part 2. Oh, no. oh, no. I'm just kidding. I don't remember that one that good. Well, I'll go with one last piece. And uh, this goes from Three Ninjas to uh, a couple of dramas here. But uh, I, <laughs> I'm going to combine two things. Uh, Leave No Trace and The Glass Castle. Uh, two drama films that maybe are a little bit of a stretch, but basically this idea of Splinter being so scared and fearful of like humans that they wouldn't understand him, that he makes the turtles live in this, uh, you know, basically in the middle of nowhere, in this case, in the sewers, but in uh, a movie like Leave No Trace, uh, the father is played by Ben Foster. He's a PTSD survivor, and he makes his daughter live with him out in the woods. Um, And The Glass Castle, as Woody Harrelson is the dad, makes his family, like, live as drifters, basically, this nomadic life, squatting and off-grid, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, again, definitely different tones with these kinds of movies, but uh, just that idea of the father who's so scared of humans that, uh, you know, has to make his family, like, live in this kind of conditions. Uh, I just figured I'd bring this one into the conversation here. And uh, Leave No Trace is especially a really, really good movie that people should watch. Would, would that tie to, I think it was Hills Have Eyes or um, 28 Days Later, how... Basically, they they framed off this part of land that they didn't want nobody getting out of, and they mm. used scare tactics to make you not want to leave. And if you got too close to the perimeter, you know something would pretty much <laughs> make you go back into the to the to the to the frame. Uh-huh. You know, I can't remember what movie that is, but it's the same premise. It's don't go I, outside is it the village maybe, but that's funny though, that you bring that up because for this piece, I was going to bring up this movie called dog tooth. That's just like really weird foreign film. That's like very, very fucked up and really doesn't belong <laughs> in a teenage mutant Ninja turtles. <laughs> right. Right. Episode. So. You know, Seth is in the same movie where, you know, what was the movie I'm trying to reference where the end of the world. Um, Oh, this is the end. This is the end. You know, it's the same guy who made that movie. So he's in that movie. So there's no rules with this guy's brain. Like he (laughs) will throw in any and everything to keep us entertained. Absolutely. That is absolutely right. Well, I'll read down the list of puzzle pieces we just talked about, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts here. Uh, We, of course, kicked it off with the Spider-Verse movies. You kind of have to. Uh, And then we went into some Jackie Chan. We went to Kung Fu Panda, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, Five Deadly Venoms, and other Shaolin films, Morbius, X-Men, Super Mario Brothers, Three Ninjas, Leave No Trace, and The Glass Castle. And uh, yeah, I... I think we got into a lot of really interesting stuff here. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Anything we didn't quite get to while we were talking about? It's definitely worth watching again. You know, I definitely am excited for the spinoffs and, you know, they're not even part twos. Like they're going to be whole other chapters and 
-hmm. you know, that was a full movie. They're going to have another installment, you know? So I, I like the, the, the people that were, were thinking about, like, they're going to have the shredders and the rat Kings and Casey Jones, and they got some real estate to keep going. So I'm excited to to see who else they're going to pull in. You know, Post Malone did a voice. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube did a voice. Um, I think Paul Pete Rudd Davidson was in was there. In there. Rudd. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a everybody's gonna want to be a part of this. So yeah. Lord knows after this first one and the success of Mario Brothers, and you know, I'm sure this Ninja Turtle movie is the end of summer. Kids are going back to school. Everybody got to go to that. Yeah. All the merch, all the re hashing of the turtles and you know i think ninja turtle is is by far one of the biggest things that came from the 90s and stayed some way somehow i mean there's been multiple versions from the the animated series and you know it would be cool to see i don't know if they need to do live action again but uh Mm -hmm. the animated is definitely making everybody happy i think yeah, no, absolutely. You know, another thing like this movie, um, even though, like I said, I'm like kind of in the middle on it. Like I, I gave it three stars on my letterbox, but like uh, this is maybe the most of any of the summer blockbusters this year that like the audience and the critics have agreed that it's just really good and a good time and people should see it. Like it's Rotten kind Tomatoes of across the board. Gave it- 97 percent or something I, th- I think so yeah yeah so that speaks highly of it i mean yeah i don't know how swayed everybody be. everybody had a good time yeah 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 music wow. animation characters nostalgia you know i didn't find anything wrong with it besides i think i had too many gummies and <laughs> i took me a little dirt nap in the middle of it <laughs> yeah well, that, that will happen from time to time absolutely and it's your the birthday popcorn. so i mean come yeah, the on popcorn had me you know yeah there you go there you go well uh, i think that does it for the turtles uh mikey vip i always close these things out asking my guest is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners i just watched they cloned Tyrone last night, finally. Ooh, I want to watch that. I haven't gotten a chance yet. It was very cool. It was fun. Um, eye-opening. You know, it, it gave me uh, Jordan Peele vibes as mm-hmm. far as the message going across. Yeah. Um, but on the same note, Jamie Foxx is in the news. And there's a possibility that guy's cloned. In real life, like, <laughs> it's just wild to, you know, mix an art with uh, reality uh-huh. and hide in plain sight. Like, what if this is the the wool over the eyes? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that guy really is missing and he comes out and looks nothing like himself in his little interview. And he makes fun about possibly be a clone to throw it in our face one more time right <laughs> it's wild possible, right yeah possible. unfortunately anything is possible like him and biden are both walking around cloned but uh <laughs> that might be for a different podcast we gotta put yeah. our tin foil hats on on that one we'll talk about that on the next one for sure but uh, yeah tell people where they can find you and your shows and everything you're up to um we are doing 
uh, Fridays and Saturdays at the backyard. I'm, I'm, uh, after the show, it's the after party. I'm there mm -hmm. from midnight to two at the backyard. Um, 117 South Water Street in Henderson, H9015. We also are doing comedy again at The Pass, which is across the street on Water Street. And we're doing that uh, this Saturday. And we got three other dates. You can check our social media. It's at MikeyVIP on all platforms. Even X Twitter, I guess you want to call it. Mm -hmm. MikeyVIP, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, MikeyVIP.com. You know, I got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm at somebody's party doing somebody's DJ work. So, hell yeah, right on. Well, hey, it was great getting you back on the show. Uh, and uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to do it again sometime, man. Yes, sir. Anytime. I love what you're doing. Hey there, listeners. We're Sisters Assembled, a Marvel Theory podcast in your place for all things MCU. Each week, we tackle a new topic relating to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including reactions to the Disney Plus shows and the movies, deep dives on characters and important concepts, news, and theories. You can find Sisters Assembled on your podcast platform of choice, or check out our blog at sistersassembled.wordpress.com. So come along for the ride, because Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Thanks to Mikey VIP for joining me on that one. Make sure if you're in Las Vegas to go out and check out his events that he does. I'll put a link in the show notes. They're always really fun. Uh, and I need to make it out to more of those because they are a really good time. Uh, other things that you should make it out to is our live Piecing It Together next week at Maya Cinema's it's going to be on the film Strays with the voices of Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx and a bunch of other really funny people, and uh, it just looks great. And joining me is Tony Gonzalez, my mom, Sonny Rosen, and the Potastic Friends. Tickets are available right now, and if you're listening to this the day it goes up, there's an Enter to Win contest that is still going on until the end of this weekend, so... Check it out, piecingpod.com. You can get all the info, and I do hope to see you there. And while you're at it, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at piecingpod. And I already told you everything at the top of the show. If you could do some of those things, I would appreciate it, whether it's the Patreon, whether it's the social media, whether it's the Facebook group, whatever it is. I'm just happy you're out there listening, and we got a lot more podcasts on the way. So look forward to that. And let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And for, you know, a movie that's based on like a Saturday morning cartoon, I mean, who doesn't love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song? I got to go with, I've played this on the show before, like once or twice, but it's been a while, I think. Uh, a, a track that is 100%, we talk about inspirations on the show, 100% inspired by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme. Uh, this is something that I made for just a silly, fun project about my uh, one of my roommates in my college years, Rock and Roll Billy, uh, who I haven't seen in like a year now. I got to uh, catch up with Billy one of these days. But I made this animated little film about Billy. Uh, it's basically like the intro theme to a Saturday morning cartoon. It's about Billy and his dog Dexter and how they're crime fighters. And it's totally ridiculous. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun track. So I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. Rock and roll, Billy. You know we like some picture every day.
West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas. Usually my girl will nudge me like she sees me nodding off. My daughter saw me sleeping and she knows I work, so she just kind of let me go. And when I woke up, she, you know, I, I, I looked over at her and she's like, you just missed a bunch of good stuff. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, like, why didn't you wake me up, Patience? And she was like, I don't want to bother you. You're sleeping. Maybe I like, should have had dude. your daughter on this episode. Maybe that would. Yeah, have, she's uh, right here. She's right here. <laughs> we got to see if she has any uh, puzzle pieces for this thing. Yeah, I'll <laughs> ask her some questions. 